Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Iowa. Hello, Indy. Hello, Indianapolis. Well, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, today's Thursday. Everyone will listen to it on Friday. So today. Hello, Indianapolis. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I know. Who would have thunk, you know, back in week six? Was that week six? Yeah. I, yeah. Week seven and nine. No, back week six before oh, we, six we lost. Yeah, yeah. I would have said, yeah, we're going. Week seven and nine, I would have said, no, we're not going. <laughs> and yet here we are. <laughs> the stars have officially aligned. Not too shabby. Iowa. Ten wins. Taking on Michigan. It just, it feels poetic a little bit. Why you say that? I don't know. I just don't like Michigan. <laughs> um, the teams I was on was 2-0 and against Michigan. Yeah. I think we, we lost to them, was it 2019 at Michigan? At the Big Cup? Yeah. Yep. That's the last time. But before then, in 13 and 16, I was on both those teams. 16, I was hurt. But uh, 13 was when Hitch uh, stripped Devin Gardner right at the very end of the game. That was a cold one. Mm-hmm. And then 20, what? 16 is when we uh, had the last second field goal. Yeah, and that's when I got escorted out. <laughs> Shout out to Nick DeMarco. Yeah, we crushed the dreams of number two Michigan at mm-hmm. the time, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why it feels poetic. Hmm. Hmm. A little bit of foreshadowing, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, should we share some some fun facts and tidbits before we get into the football? Let's do it. Um, I'm actually curious what yours is. You had a little something for me, didn't you? Well, I feel like I feel like it's easy for people to paint Jim Harbaugh in kind of a negative light, which he doesn't do a whole lot of, um, I don't want to say not normal things, but <laughs> I mean, he's got kind of this air about him, right? He doesn't help himself much with the public image. Let's just say that. He's got this air about him. Sure. But um, I saw a story saying that he's going to make, I don't know, like three or four million dollars in bonuses if they end up going to the championship meaning the national championship. So you get X amount for winning the Big Ten East, X amount for winning the Big Ten Championship, X amount for going to the playoff, all that kind of stuff. Uh, The story that I read said that he's going to take all of that bonus money and give it back to the athletic department to pay for the other staff members, coaches, whomever that had to take cuts because of COVID. Really? And that's a pretty cool thing. That's a very cool thing. Michigan had quite the uh, lockdown situation for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot longer than a lot of other states did. So Mm -hmm. good for him. That's really cool. So that's, it's a cool tidbit. Again, I hope he loses on Saturday. But to take the bonus that he won from the Big Ten East to put it back in the athletic department, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, good for him. Well, here's my tidbit for you. Michigan Wolverines, they don't have a mascot. You know, you and I were talking about this earlier. I couldn't remember if they had one or not. No, they don't. So I'm going to take you all the way back. 1923. Okay. They had a head coach. Fielding Yost was his name. His first name was Fielding. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, apparently he was inspired by the Wisconsin Badgers and how they had like a live badger that they would take places, which feels a little unsafe to me. And I hate live mascots. It's crazy how many, though, did that. Yeah. I... Yeah, I actually really don't like it. In the you know early the, stages of college football. Yeah. Do you know where the where the name mascot even came from? The I, word, I should say. I don't. So it was from like a really long time ago. Um, 
like French operas use the word like la moscate or something like that. I don't speak French, clearly. I don't know, the hand gestures say differently. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) um, and it actually meant good luck charm. So technically your mascot is supposed to be your good luck charm. That's why everyone has one. That is not Lil Red. No, bad luck charm every day. (laughs) So anyway, aside from that, apparently um, like, oh, also here's a question. Do you know, so we're Iowans. Do you know what they call people from Michigan? Uh, Michigani. Michiganders. Michiganders. Anyway, they used to call Michiganders um, Wolverines for some reason, and nobody can figure out why. It just happened? I guess. And I guess they were trying to, like, there were a bunch of different, like, historical, maybe possible reasons that I got bored with, and so I'm not going to bore anyone else with those. (laughs) So we just really don't know why, because here's the funniest thing. Wolverines aren't even native to Michigan. What? Okay. And did you also know that Wolverines are a part of the Weasel family? I feel like I could have guessed. <laughs> They're not. And I've never thinking about a Wolverine. I think of Wolverine like the character. Yeah. Who's that, like no, no, no. scary <laughs> and big and burly. Right. A Wolverine is like actually not that scary. Mm-hmm. Who decided to have a character after a Wolverine? Silly. I mean, probably. They just took the name. I mean, the name is pretty dope. It is very cool. But anyway, so all of those things combined don't really do much. To create a mascot out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they tried to find this guy, Fielding Yost, tried to find a real Wolverine in Michigan and like contacted like 68 trappers and he could not find a single one. Like nobody could find a Wolverine in friggin' Michigan. So um, he searched for four years. This guy really wanted a live Wolverine so bad. So finally, four years later, he finds two at a zoo okay oh no and he's like yeah sure like we'll take them and so they bring them in and they keep them there for one season but they chewed through all their cages they were like super aggressive with the um, athletic staff and so they were like no more and so they released them like retired them to captivity and that's the story they had names too but i i didn't think that was really important so since then since the two wild wolverines from the zoo um no mascot and the university said um at one point i think this is like in recent history um they said a mascot would be unnecessary and undignified at michigan i was like geez well throw all the rest of us under the bus that had mascots (laughs) just seems a little intense that seems like a uh like a hot take i know i was like geez you know herbie (laughs) isn't that undignified relax so anyway that's the story behind the michigan wolverine weasels (laughs) and for this weekend and forevermore the michigan weasels the michigan weasels (laughs) so mad it sounds so much better it's so much better and it's it's even better that they don't even live there like a badger in wisconsin that's real a hawk in iowa also a real thing wolverines in michigan not so much so there you have it okay imposters one thing that i want to touch on is shout out to all the people who are not imposters and donated to um the good cause that laura found jeez not imposters yeah um so i i put this out on our podcast like a couple of weeks ago and then i also put it out on my instagram where i was like hey we're looking for somewhere to like donate to whether it's christmas gifts or like monetary donations where we could use our podcast platform podcast platform um and instagram platforms um twitter whatever it might be 
to give back and do some good, especially around the holiday season. It's super important. Um, and so I put that out on my Insta and I got a reply and they were like, hey, it was um, Mercy Medical Clinic, like okay. uh, kind of a family clinic in Williamsburg, Iowa. I'm like, hey, we have this tree, like a giving tree. Um, and it has like cards of kids that need things like coats and jackets, mittens, whatever it might be. Some of them, you know, wanted toys and whatever, like less fortunate kids that, you know, their parents can't afford or whatever the situation is. Anyway, um, you know, you can take one of those cards, get the gift, bring it back, and then they'll give it to the kid. So um, they're like, yeah, I mean, all these presents are due on December 9th, and we still have 15 cards left on the tree. And like, we're getting kind of nervous about it. I was like, shoot. So I was like, hey, everybody on Instagram want to help me raise $375 because it's $25 limit on each of the cards. Okay. And we did it in 40 minutes. <laughs> well done. Yeah. $375 done. But we also got up to, I think we got over $600 total. Wow. So with the, um, so what we're going to do with the extra, which is like, you know, 300 and something. I can't do math. You know how we do this. Just let it go. Um, <laughs> It's actually only 225 to get to 300 but it's okay. Just keep going. Anyway, we are um, going to go buy like coats and mittens and hats and things like that um, and take it to like some local schools because I've heard, and my mom does this every year just like for fun for herself, um, but she takes um, coats and stuff to different local schools that need them. Um, and then if they see a kid that doesn't have a coat for recess or doesn't have mittens like um, day after day, then they'll just call them to the nurse's office or the office and they're like, here you go. And then they can take it home and keep it. Mm, very cool. Yeah. Very so cool. that's what we're going to do with the extra money and then just go donate that and um, should be good. So if anyone else has any other ideas or um, if anything. If you're in a crunch kind of like Mercy, we'd love to help. Yes. Yeah, we would love to. So reach out on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. doesn't matter. Okay, Matt, football, shall we? <laughs> we shall okay big 10 championship first i want to talk about our defense go ahead because i'm not gonna lie i feel like a lot of this game is gonna come down to the defense do you feel that way i mean every game does okay <laughs> no i feel like every game our defense holds us in it or scores a touchdown i.e. even special teams, until our offense figures it out and then they're able to score a touchdown or two and then that's how we win the game. Hmm. Our defense definitely wins games for us. Yeah. What are we, second in the nation in run defense? Does that sound right to you? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we're top, yeah, top three sounds right. I don't okay. know exactly what the number is. I feel like I saw second. but I, I know turnovers is definitely in the top, <laughs> if not the top. Yes. Yeah, so something interesting about that, Michigan doesn't really turn the ball over. So they had, let's see, two fumbles versus Northwestern and then two turnovers versus Michigan State. And that's it on the season. I don't know. What do you make of that? Well, the Michigan State game, they were up 30 to 14 before Michigan State came back and won that game. And that was in the second half, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So, like, that doesn't mean that they're not capable of a letdown is what I'm, what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is what do you make of the fact that they don't turn the ball over. I mean, is that problematic for us? Or do you think that uh, we'll find a way? I mean, we got some ball hawks back there. Uh, we saw against Ohio State, it was a second drive. Michigan had an opportunity to go up 14 nothing right away. Um, and he threw it over the middle, um, didn't see the backside safety, boom, pick. Nothing crazy, but an opportunity to stop seven points. Um, I could see our ball hawking defense be around, you know, get at least one or two. I don't think we're going to get like a 
like a Logan Smothers just dropping the ball kind of thing. But I do think we're going to get uh, at least one. It's just a matter of what we can do with it. You know, if we can go down and, and take advantage of those turnovers. But I think this for our defense is going to have to be a big bend don't break. I mean, it's no big plays. It's that kind of stuff. But they've got a really talented running back. Hassan yeah. Haskins. I mean, really, it's Blake Corum. It's Hassan Haskins. And they, they've got kind of like four or five guys that they can rotate in. Mm-hmm. Well, they are averaging 224 rushing yards per game. So that checks out. <laughs> they are. This is going to be a very Big Ten game. Yeah. It's going to be running the football with a little bit of play action. <laughs> and... Maybe a little razzle-dazzle, because they've got a quarterback that comes in. His name is J.J. McCarthy. He's kind of like the uh, he's kind of like the Wildcat quarterback. He's okay. thrown it, I want to say, like 15 times all year. He doesn't throw it a ton. Um, they use him more as like an option guy or a guy that runs kind of thing. But he can throw, and he came in and threw a third down pass against Ohio State, got the first down because Ohio State expected him to run. So they do a few things, but, I mean, they just want to smash mouth football. They don't have a fullback, though, at least from what I've seen. Hmm. So they're not quite Iowa, but um, they are going to run the football like we are. And so it's going to be – I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring kind of fast pace fast pace in terms of the clock's not going to stop a lot because we're both mm. going to try and run the football. Okay. Um, we actually only need two interceptions this season to break the school single season record. Really? Which is 23. Wow. I think we've done 23 three different years. <laughs> and the last wow. time, yeah, the last time we did it was 2008. So. It's a little hiatus, but. Two more though. I think we can do it. Will it happen this game? I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen this game. I certainly hope it does. Me too. But um, like I said, he got a little overzealous in the one against Ohio State, and that's the one I keep going back to. So opportunities are definitely out there. I mean, Belton uh, baited uh, the last game. I can't remember if it was Illinois or if it was um, Nebraska, but absolutely, it was Illinois where he baited the quarterback to throw it over him, and then he just dove back and made the pick. So <laughs> First team all Big Ten for him, by the way. I kind of feel like our entire defense could have been first team all being 10. Um, so uh, it's just going to be a bend, don't break. It's going to be that if they drive, we got to hold them to field goals. That's the biggest thing. They do get their tight ends involved just like we do. They get their, like I said, they run the football a lot. They aren't afraid to take shots. So we need to make sure, you know, Riley and Jamari Harris, it sounds like Terry Roberts might be back. I don't know if they're going to have him back at corner or if he's going to be mainly a special teamer this game, just depending upon the amount of reps he can take. Yeah, that's good for us on special teams, though. Absolutely. So if we can get those two things going and try and get in the right mindset of no big plays, like I said, I mean, that's really what it's going to come down to. We got to keep it close. And then if we can stay within, you know, a touchdown or two, a touchdown, 10 points or whatever by the end of the game, we, I think we've got a very good shot of finishing the fourth quarter, just like we did against Nebraska. Michigan favored by 10 and a half. What do you make of that? I think it's a big line. I don't, their offense is good. Their defense is good. But I just don't, th- I don't see our defense giving up more than 30 points. Yeah. Giving up 30 points, you said? I just don't see it. And I think we can put up at least 20. I don't know if we, I don't, I couldn't see him giving up 30 points either, but we shall see. We'll see. I, I feel like we're going to have to, as we're moving over to the other side of the ball, um, I'll, I'll let you lead and then, uh, and then I'll bring in my little tidbits. Well, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't just talk about this guy right off the bat when we're talking about their defense versus our offense, Aiden Hutchinson, like predicted number one 
NFL draft pick <laughs> coming up. You're sitting there with your eyes closed, shaking your head like, yeah, this guy's yes. going to be a problem. <laughs> uh, how, how, what, what do we do about that? Well, okay. So do you know how many, you know how many sacks he has on the season? I know that he had three uh, on Ohio State. How many on the season? 13. So he set the Unreal. Michigan record with 13. <laughs> the other side, no, uh, Nuobo. Okay. I think that's his name. Uh, I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. You know how many he has? Hmm. 11. So they have 24 between their two defensive ends. So that that makes my stomach hurt a little <laughs> bit. It makes me sad. I don't like to hear those things. So what what are we going to do about that? You Matt? have to chip. You have you absolutely have to. Can you tell me what that is, please? So we talked about it a little bit before and we actually did this in the Big 10 Championship game against uh Michigan State. Yes, because the 89 on the other side of the ball who was that? Shalit Calhoun. Yeah. And everybody was like, Calhoun, when he would do cool stuff. I remember this. <laughs> so we called it a little something different. We called it a hammer. And Hank uh, Krieger Kova would just boom. <laughs> like he blind, the very first time he blindsided Calhoun and put him, on, <laughs> put him parallel before he hit the ground. And obviously CJ had enough time. But it, it's not just a matter of like, okay, uh, you know, you blocked him with two people and now you lose a guy in the progression. It's more about, when he comes off the ball, he's not just focused on trying to get the quarterback. He's looking at the tight end like, am I about to get blindsided? Mm. I mean, it just sticks in your mind of, well, that could happen every time now. Like, is he, is he coming? Is he coming? So it might change up, you know, how he aligns. Maybe he's going to have to line up outside the tight end. Well, what does that do? That means that it's longer for him to get to the quarterback. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of different things that they might do once we come out. But you have to set the tone early that we're not going to let you tee off on our t- on our tackles. Mm. You have to do that right away. Okay. It's got to be quick passes early to get Spencer in a rhythm. Um, but you got to hammer down. I wouldn't be surprised if we've got some seven, eight man protections and just two guys out there running routes. When you're talking quick passes, let's say let's let's say you're the offensive coordinator, Matt Vandenberg. Quick passes, who are you throwing to? It all depends on how they're playing. So if they're, if we have like a two receiver set and they're walking the will and the will is splitting between the tackle and our number two receiver. So he's, I don't know, just outside the box, but not far enough to be head up over our slot receiver. Then I say you run some bubbles, get Arlen the ball early with Keegan blocking on the outside or get Tyrone blocking on the outside with, uh, with uh, Charlie Jones catching a bubble, like things like that. Just real quick, widen that will. And then if he widens, then hopefully you're only guarding six guys in the box. Mm. Um, or, you know, seven, if they bring down a safety, which is fine. You're used to seeing a seven man box, but otherwise Keegan on a slant, Charlie on a slant, like just little things. Cause really thir- like you think of a slant as a short throw, I expect to get eight to 10 yards on a slant if okay. run correctly. Now, of course you might have to change your depth or your angle coming out, depending upon how they're playing you. But I mean, things like that are a quick slant with a flat underneath, put the guy in some, just do basic concepts that your guys are outstanding at, but you got to do them mm. and you got to chip and your tight end's going to be late into the flat. And you might think, well, now we lost somebody in the progression, you know, that we're only having a two man route. I don't care. It doesn't matter if our quarterback is on his back. It doesn't matter if we had another guy that he could have thrown to, right? We need to be able to protect and we need to be able to make sure that Spencer has enough time to find the open receiver. Our receivers will get open. I'm not concerned about that. Just a matter of giving them an opportunity to make a play. (sighs) Now, that being said, there are times where like if we had a play action 
And CJ Guy hit a decent amount, I think you would say. Um, but Outback like, Bowl 2017 <laughs> gives me chills when I think about it. Is it 2017? Like, yeah. I didn't play in that one, yeah. Uh, he would come out, though. Like, if, let's say, we're, we know it's a deep ball, he'd come out and be like, hey, line, like, I need time here. And then we'd call whatever play it was to give him enough time. So, like, CJ was very out um, outspoken and like, hey, guys, like, this play, figure it out because <laughs> I need it. I need the time. The receivers need time to run. We got to get it. And so if that's something where we're going to have to take shots because we're going to have to get them off our back, just – we're just going to need a full, complete game. We're going to need to open it up. You know, I look back at, um, as heart-wrenching as it was, look back at some of our Big Ten championship games. Um, not some, but the one that we played in in 2015. We hit Tavon on the big big post, right? 85 yards! <laughs> Gus Johnson with the, <laughs> with the thing, and then Tavon with the dab. Which, by the way, if he was around during nil you know how much money you could have made on a shirt with him dabbing (laughs) probably still good quite frankly (laughs) i told him he should go down to indy just to do that yeah um anyway a big post for a touchdown and then we come right back and we run a double move i got held on it which i'm not very happy about but i got held on it. we come back with a double move still almost opened up with a touchdown very next play was a halfback pass like we were throwing everything out uh, everything at Michigan State, giving ourselves an opportunity to win. And I was going to have to do that uh, on Saturday as well, just to just to keep them guessing. Do what you're really good at, but then you got to keep them guessing every now and then. I feel like this is the most passionate I've seen you talk about, like, these are the things we have to do. Why is that? Because I think we have the we have an outstanding opportunity, and I hope that it's not belittled on the guys. Like, I hope they... Like, it's a business trip. You're going to Indy to win a football game. You can't forget that. But the feeling of walking into an NFL stadium when you're in college and your whole dream was to play in the NFL and you walk into that NFL locker room and we're wearing black, which means you're the home jersey, which means you're walking into where the Indianapolis Colts get ready for their games. And you're walking in, you see your name up in that locker and you're like, this is real. But you're here for business. But you have to soak in every single moment because those moments are fleeting. And this is talking from an old guy, you know, six years out, you know, whatever you want, six years out from playing in that game. But you can't you can't get those moments back and you have to relish the opportunity and then realize you're there for a reason. Like you got there. You earned that spot. Hmm. Nobody Minnesota's defense helped you for sure. But you earned that spot by going out and winning 10 games. Everybody else on the West only won eight. You went out and won 10 games and gave yourself an opportunity to be here. Why not just go? You had nothing to lose. This is it. Everybody expects you to lose. You're 10 and a half point dogs. Who cares? You just go out there, do the best you can and take advantage of the opportunity. All right. I'm going to clip that, send that to Kirk, have him put that over, <laughs> oh, the, boy. over the, the Indianapolis Colts speakers <laughs> in the locker room on Saturday. Um, okay, Matt. Here's my other thing, too. Do you have anything else quick before... Um, I move on here that you want to say about our offense um, slash their defense. It's going to be a dome. So obviously that helps our pass game a little bit. It's not going to be as cold or anything. Guys are going to have to hydrate because it's different now. You know, you're not running out there and, well, I guess it was nice the last two weeks. You know, I'm used to snow being on the ground the last few games. But now you're in a dome, so you're going to have to drink some extra water, make sure you don't cramp, things of that nature. Um, I will touch on special teams, though, because Tory Taylor made it a point uh, I can't remember when in the season he said it. Uh, I was talking to Gavin McGrath about this. 
that he uh, talks about how like when they do the awards for like best punter, best kicker, they don't take into account where you play. Like Tory Taylor and Caleb Shudak kick rocks when it's super cold mm. versus Georgia. It's nice, you know, football, however they want it. Da, 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 boom. Like Tory Taylor's out there kicking our stone <laughs> mm. 60 some yards. So I'm very curious to see how far Caleb Shudak can actually kick in a dome mm. and how far Tory Taylor can punt it in a dome. That is a good point. And actually sounds kind of exciting. <laughs> and then you get Terry Roberts on there and... How yeah. fast can he move in a dome? <laughs> <laughs> we will see if they can match that up. That should be interesting. Um, okay. So here's the other thing, too. Um, they had a pretty, uh, when I say they, I mean Michigan, had a pretty emotional win over Ohio State last weekend. Well, first time under Harbaugh. Right. I mean, all that kind of stuff. And you think about when you go back to our week six win over Penn State, Another extremely emotional win. Hard fought, the whole thing. Um, and the come down from that, we talked about that, um, you know, that that week, the week after. And then we lose to Purdue, right? And it's like, man, do you think we were, like, tired? And it, I'm not going to make excuses. I know the whole thing. But what I'm saying is, do you think that emotional win over Ohio State is going to affect them at all just a week after? Well, take a look at their emotional game against Michigan State. Michigan State came back, won that game, and then they followed up with Purdue and lost mm. after that big emotional high. Right. So to say it doesn't happen would be incorrect, but you expect them to put it away for a championship game, although that was a championship game. True. Now, the other side is that we played on Friday, so Saturday the guys had off. Um, more than likely had off and then got back into it on Sunday. So they had an extra day of rest, which allows guys that are a little banged up or, you know, maybe got a stinger during the game or something, you know, to get a little bit healthier before going into this one, which, you know, I mean, obviously that's a positive. Yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. And that's something that could go in our favor. I also had a question too. Who do you think will have more fans? Because this is Michigan's first time in a Big Ten championship game. And Iowa, obviously, last time we were there was 2015. Before that, we weren't there since the championship game had started, right? Yeah, 2011 is when it began, and yeah. this is only our second time, Michigan's first. Right, right. So who do you think is going to have more fans? Iowa travels pretty damn well. Um, I think I'm going to make a blanket statement and say there's not going to be enough bush light. <laughs> yeah, probably not wrong. <laughs> probably not wrong. <laughs> okay, well, I'm excited. We're headed to Indy. With Dax in tow. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's more of like a nervous laugh because I just really, we're, it's, yep, taking a seven-month-old to we'll Indianapolis. We'll see how he does. We do have some earplugs to so hopefully help him out a little bit, but I'm, I'm very curious to see how he handles it. He handles all of your other events really well. He just hasn't been to a football game yet. Yeah. No, I, talk it should about, be good. Talk about a maiden voyage. Talk about it. Five and a half hour drive to Indianapolis. And the Big Ten Championship, let's let's do it. Let's just go right in. And then five and a half back. And five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dax. Oh, man. I, I'm not nervous. I feel great about it. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. I'm excited. And you know what? We're just, we're going with it. We're making memories, you know? This is what it's about. This yeah. is what college football is about, man. Like, who even, like, again, go looking back. Like, who would have thought, you know, you go back to those couple of, sad weeks or three weeks or whatever and we're like there's no way and now look at us i mean the little speech that you gave 
that I think would be a great one for the team to listen to, I think is a good one for the fans to listen to too, where it's like, you know what? Just go. Like, just go and have fun. Once again, we got nothing to lose. Make the drive. Make some memories with your friends and family. Do the whole thing. And um, as much as that 2015 one stung as a fan, well, I mean... And as a player. Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying from a fan's perspective, um, like... Although it was sad, I I never wished I wouldn't have gone. Right, right. You know, it's like win or lose, you're always going to be glad that you were there. Absolutely. So um, if you are headed to Indy, I will be hosting the Hawkeye Huddle on Saturday. Shameless plug. Hey-o. Um, and that's 4.30 to 6.30 at the is it Indianapolis Convention Center. Does that I sound right? I think that's what it's called. Um, and you can pick up your wristbands. You do have to get a wristband because they have a capacity. It's like a 4,000 person capacity and that stuff fills up so quickly. Wow. So you have to pick up a wristband and there's a few different places you can pick it up. Um, just look it up online. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. <laughs> I'm not going to list those things out. Um, so maybe I'll see you there. That would be so much fun. And if you do, come up and say hello. Okay, Matt. I'm excited. Be loud. Take lots of pictures and videos and all of the things. Let's have some fun. Let's beat the Michigan Weasels. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Big Ten Championship Week. Let's roll. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.